Welcome to the Muddy River Breakdown. I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman, joined as two big knuckleheads get together to talk football by Muddy River News Editor David Adam. I'm, also, I'm, the, I'm pitching for the the name of this podcast to be. We called can we two can change. I mean, we 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 have it labeled under Muddy River Breakdown because right. that's the category we have on our website and yes. that stuff. But we can we can just start Except calling it, it two big be, knuckleheads. It can't be. Two big knuckleheads. It has to be two big knuckleheads. Yeah. You know, kind of right. like that. You're right. So, we're here to talk prep football. David is the play-by-play voice for WTAD's Game of the Night. Uh, and this week, you will be heading up to the Soul Bowl, correct? I don't think I've been to the Soul Bowl before. I just Really? East Moline was, was, has been so bad True. for so long that I know when we were together at the Herald Whig. That was just one where we were like, nah, we're not going to go to the Soul Bowl. Quincy's going to kill those guys. I've only been to the Soul Bowl twice for football. Uh-huh. Um, and once it, was, it wasn't it was even UT that Quincy was playing. They played Alleman one year at the Soul Bowl. Okay. So, uh, but one year I did go watch a UT-Quincy game, an ugly UT-Quincy game, because yeah. uh, that was at a point where both programs were struggling. Um, so, yeah, I've been to the Soul Bowl. But needless to say, you're going to the Quad Cities this weekend. You have any, you know, I know you always have your dining guide for local yeah. games. Anywhere that I need to go in the greater East Moline area, or do you Ooh, just sort of find see, something good in the Quad Cities? I, in general? I, I, I would, I would send you to, I believe it's called Harry's Pizza. I'll have to double check on the name of that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or Harris Pizza, or something like that. But I don't know how close it is to, right to the to the Soul Bowl. Now I do know in East Moline, I'm pretty sure. Your favorite joint. Ooh, they, Godfather. There, there used to be a Godfather's yeah. there in East Moline, right, right near the right near the high school. Okay, that's always a possibility. So, I'll have to check with uh, with my color analyst to see what what he thinks. Yeah, you know, and there, you know, and, and it's interesting because when when you look at this week's slate of games, Quincy Notre Dame's going down to St. Louis. You know, do I suggest going to a barbecue joint down there that's quite tasty? And there's several of those. Oh yeah. Uh, do I send somebody? Yeah. This is where we could get real interesting. Do I send somebody to Emo's Pizza? All I would say about Emo's Pizza is this. My nieces and nephew think Emo's Pizza with the Provel cheese is the greatest thing in the world. Right. They come to Quincy, and they won't touch a Gem City's Jeff special. And I'm like, your father has failed you in so many ways. That you will not eat a Gem City Jeff special. Yeah, see, I, I, okay, Gem City is phenomenal. By the way, I love the fact that this is supposed to be a football broadcast. Yeah, and but for the first three minutes, all we've talked about is food and pizza. That's okay. I, I'm a big fan of Emos, and that stems from my Columbia days. Now, granted, I had Shakespeare's there, which is the the king of the, the mountain. Um, but I, I always enjoyed Emos because they had a great lunch special. Their salad dressing is phenomenal. Is their their good. house Italian is mm-hmm. phenomenal, but I I like the Provel cheese on it. I, I like the taste of that. I know, but it's funny when Emos was here in Quincy, it was black and white. You liked it or you absolutely hated it. There was no middle ground for most well, people. Well, you know what ended up happening for me there as I took my daughters to lunch there one day and I didn't want to go, but my daughter said, "Well, Dad, you can just ask him to put a uh, 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 pro." Uh, Mozzarella. Mozzarella, thank you, on, <laughs> on the pizza. Yeah. And I was like, you can? Yeah. And so they made some with the mozzarella cheese, which then allowed me to just take a, a, a like a bite of the Provel. And it wasn't bad. I yeah. didn't I didn't 
think it was the greatest thing ever. It's different. But it's, it's just different. It's just different. But it was great that the folks that ran the emo here in Quincy, they were like, we'll put whatever cheese you want on it. And yeah. I didn't think that was ever possible. So right. I my opinion of emos went up quite a bit there. Now, the real question is, how many Quincy people that will be traveling down to St. Louis to check out the Notre Dame game will hit up Chick-fil-A? What is the deal with Chick-fil-A? Uh, there is it's so phenomenal. many people. Uh, my, again, my niece, my nieces and nephew, <laughs> whenever we were, I'd go down to eat, it's like, well, we got to go eat at Cane's. I'm like, what's it? What's Cane's? See, I've never eaten at Cane's. Cane's is basically, they have only three things you can get, fries, chicken, and coleslaw. Yeah. It's just in different sizes and proportions. I'm yeah, like, it's I'm the never, easiest never menu ever. Ever. They love Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. I think I've eaten there twice. But I remember... Wasn't there? Weren't there a whole bunch of QU basketball players oh, it's, years it's, ago? It's, who did, the, it's it, the place to stop every QU basketball well, trip. And my dad, every time he would want to drive down to Florida, it's like well, we got to stop at the Chick Fil A on the way to Florida to to eat. Okay, Dad, whatever you think. I, and, man. and I'll be honest. So every year, my wife and I go to Colorado Springs to visit her grandma. And the the trip there, we stop and always have barbecue in Kansas City, you know, and then we'll stop a couple different places along the way. One of the first places I go in Colorado Springs, I go get Chick Fil A. Wow, what is this? I, I don't, I don't. For, get for it. me, it, I, I, I really enjoy the sure. food, but it also Brady Commons on the Mizzou campus thirty years ago had a Chick Fil A in in the Commons, and so you'd be go to the bookstore to get stuff and swing and get Chick Fil A, and around here that wasn't the case. So back then it was like, oh, this is awesome. So so it's partially sentimental and partially. I just think it's the best chicken sandwich you can find. All right, that's fair. That's so. that's fair. By the way, if you joined us to find out what we think about the high school football <laughs> season, we will get to that eventually. You know, you come. But for this, the, uh, that's what that's what's part of the magic of what we're doing that's here right. is we can talk about because I was going to bring you up come another, for the football, you stay for the entertainment. Well, and I because I, I was going to make the suggestion that at some point, I, this actually stems from a text uh, from a tweet that 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 Kevin Meyer, the Quincy Notre Dame basketball coach, put out. After the first week of the football season, he took a picture of his son's football cleats and pads out on the front step, and it was like, hey, it's football season. And and what it reminded me, and I I think he made some comment about, and holy cow, does that smell. And I was thinking, what are the worst smells in sports? But I think we should save that for another time because we can't go from – Emos and Chick-fil-A and, and Godfathers and all that into the worst smells in sports. That would not be a good transition. S- since your nieces and nephew yes. are, are connoisseurs of fine dining in the St. Louis <laughs> area, yeah, are, are, they, are they fans of Lion's Choice? Don't know. Okay. Not sure about that one. I, I just know that our, pretty our much good friend it, Ben Marth was always a big fan of Lion's Choice. Isn't that Choice. just basically like Arby's? Similar, yeah. Okay. But, it, but it, it's different. Okay. All right. I, but. I mean, my big treat when I would go down there to, to the St. Louis area, because there was never one around here, was White Castle. Oh, yeah. Now, I think if I ate White Castle, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it would be a just horrible okay, experience. Let's, let's, okay, let's be honest. The best time to eat White Castle is it, not anything that I would have to do with them, guess. 2 a.m. After you've been. After you've been hanging out with the boys uh-huh. or, or chasing the honeys. And uh, putting a few adult beverages. Yeah, that back. was that was not, that was not or will not be the case for me. I just remember those things. 
when you're like 19, they're just like gold. Yeah. Because um, they're cheap. W- when you're 56, it's like, how quickly can I get to the bathroom? <laughs> okay. So that brings me to a point. As we start talking football, you go on the air. Okay. Friday night, you're going to be at the Soul Bowl. Yeah. Quincy High versus United, United Township. Township. Do you eat dinner before the game? Yeah. Concerned about... Ooh, what if I have to no. go to the bathroom during the game? No, because that's one once of the you're on things, the air. One that's one of the things that I've kind of learned over throughout all this is, um, you've got to use the restroom like ten minutes before you go on the air. Yeah. That way, it's like, you know, you. What, what was what was it? Kevin Costner said in uh, uh, "For Love of the Game," clear the mechanism. Yep. I'm kind of clearing the mechanism. <laughs> all right, I just want to get. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's sort of a, a, a tried and true habit for me. So, uh, no, I'd much rather, well, I wouldn't mind going out after the game, but when you're in the quad cities and it's a, you know, who knows what time you're going to start your varsity game, which is seven thirty, seven forty-five. you're going to get done around 10 o'clock. Then you've usually, you know, I'll be writing something for you right. on the way home. Um, I don't want to get home at three and four in the morning. No. So I would much rather go out to eat beforehand, and I think I can deal with it. And I, I don't want to eat, you know, a burger and fries in the car. That's just if I'm going to make the trip up there, I want to have a nice sit down meal. Well, and I think you're going to have a nice sit down meal somewhere, and then you're going to go to a game that I think is going to be interesting. Um, one, I saw I saw glimmers of hope and 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 signs of progress for the Quincy High team. Last week, obviously, they lost to Moline, um, 48-28, or 48-35, excuse me. Um, but but you saw some good things, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. Problem is, they're, they're struggling to run the ball. And if you can't run the ball in the Western Big Six, you're going to struggle. And, and that comes back to the fact that they just don't have a very big line. Right. They have all kinds of skill position people. And I got to give Rick Little a lot of credit. He's There are a lot of coaches out there who they say – my system is the way the way it works, and I'm going to make my guys fit my system. And I've never been a big fan of those types of right. coaches. What Rick Little is doing, and here's a guy who has base, who has run the wing tee for a, much of his coaching career. And he's a quarterback at heart. He wants to throw the ball at heart, but he's also hasn't had the the, the personnel to do it. Now. He's got three quarterbacks who I think he has a lot of confidence in. He's got all kinds of talented wide receivers. He's already lost one in Cam Brown, but yet he's got uh, Metamire, uh, Quince, uh, uh, Makai Lewis, I mean, uh, Shammy Gay. He's got guys he can throw the ball to. The Johansson kid made some nice plays last week. And and it just did. So he's working with what he has. But in regard to being able to effectively run the ball – this is not going to be one of the team's strengths because they just don't have the line to do it. And what's interesting about this matchup is for a lot of years you would go Quincy UT, bottom of the barrel. Then Quincy got good and, and, and started winning some big six titles and playing mm-hmm. for big six titles, and UT continued to struggle. Well, now UT's 3-0 and and, and playing like a beast. And so it's going to be – you're going to see – New coaching system up there. Yeah, Nick, Nick Welch got- has done a great job mm-hmm. of turning that program around. Um, so I think you're going to see a really interesting game and an interesting matchup just because UT's different. It's not the same cellar-dweller it, it has been. Yeah, well, I think what's, what, what will be probably more telling is the Blue Devils were picked by um, 
Oh, who's our friend uh, up in the northern part of the state? Steve Susie. Steve Susie. Picked the Blue Devils, I think, to go two and seven. Correct. Um, yet the Blue Devils were very competitive last week against a Moline team. I'm not sure. Where was Moline factored in in, in, in Susie's pick? I, I want to say, say middle of the pack. Five and four, six and yeah. three, somewhere in there. And, and, and Quincy was very competitive. Yes. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say Quincy will probably struggle with Sterling and Rock Island, mm-hmm. but then the rest of the conference, I think the Blue Devils can be very competitive. I mean, yeah. could the Blue Devils have won that game last week, or did they just was that like a flash knockdown in the no. first round in the first? No, half I think they could have won that game. The problem was Moline came out to start the second half and basically said. We're going to body you up. We're going to play physical, more physical mm-hmm. this half. Can you match it? And the Blue Devils didn't match it. Right. And then immediately after the game, Kyle Moline, one of the senior linemen, first thing he said to me, we weren't as physical as them in the second half. That has to change. And, and that's literally, Moline came out and scored on its first three possessions of the third quarter. That's what it sounded Quincy like. went two and out, on the fir- or three and out on the first two possessions, then went first down punt. On the third possession. So, they had one first down in the third quarter where Moline scored three touchdowns. There was the difference. Right. But then, Quincy made a couple plays in the fourth quarter, got and made it a little interesting. It, could they have gotten another touchdown and made it a one-possession game and then, like, really made the, the final six minutes really interesting? They just didn't get, in, they didn't get that another push. Well, it sounds like Quincy, for the most part, is going to be fine offensively. I think so. Uh, they've got so many skilled players out there. They have a lot of options. Um, I, I, I like the Blue Devils offensively. Defensively, they're going to have to try to use their quickness. They're going to have to try to, you know, uh, get a lot of people to the ball as opposed to just using, you know, your front four to kind of be strong and, and hold people up to a lot of the linebackers to fill, to the, fill the gaps. That's just not this this team's build. Uh, they're no. just not – they're just – it's hard to win in the Western Big Six, and it's hard to win big school football without seniors. And this team doesn't have very many no. seniors, and that's but, just the way it's going to be. But the future's bright. Absolutely. Now, the future's bright across town as well at Quincy Notre Dame, but it's the, – the immediacy's bright too because of the way they play defense. Well, right now their defense is just – dominating people uh it's it's just remarkable how good that defense is and what you can do at a smaller school level is you don't have to be big and Quincy's got Notre Dame has so many athletes that they can run to the ball uh you know the Jackson Strattons uh the Caspers the uh Friedersdorf um they've just got people who can run Run, 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 yeah. run, and and th- defensively they are really solid. They scored forty nine points last week. Showed a little bit of the ability to run the football between the tackles, but again, Marceline, I got to give Marceline a lot of credit. Marce, if remember, if everybody remembered last year, Quinton Notre Dame because of the way the scheduling worked in the spring, had to play up and play five A and six A football right and held their own no learned question. a lot about themselves it was a, it was played, a played for in the the big 12 conference did a what essentially was a little tournament mm-hmm. they got in the championship game against Peoria Central but I mean they're beating normal normal West Bloomington they're they were beating 
big schools. No question. Marceline is a 1A school, and maybe 2A. I mean, no, they're, they're class 1 I, in Missouri. I think they're 1. Uh, but we returned 22 starters. Yep. And their coach made the decision to go find QND and say, we need to play somebody who is a, another class of a level up, and let's see how my team responds to right. this. And you could tell – they're very well coached. Notre Dame, over their, their, their offensive line had a lot of problems. Notre Dame just sent bodies after their quarterback, and he, had, he was on the run all day long. Right. I think his final numbers were 12 of 36 passing, and they, and they didn't even try to run the ball. So Marceline was, was overmatched, um, uh, which I think is a compliment to Notre Dame from the standpoint that that's a good – one A football team that Notre Dame just basically said we're going to steamroll you. I think Marceline got a lot out of it because they were able to. There were some situations that they didn't handle well. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm sure their coach can now go to the tape and say, "You guys aren't all as good as you think you are." Right. Now he knows that they are playing a four A Illinois no private question. school team. Um, I still want to see Notre Dame be crisper offensively. Um, I. I think when Calvin Lavery gets a chance to take the snap, one, two, three, set your feet, boom, throw. He does fine. He mm-hmm. really does. Um, he's he's not sharp on the option yet, so that play hasn't worked very well for them this, this year. Um, but the Raiders continue to go to it, which means they, they I think they feel that it can work. They trust him, and they tr- uh, they like rolling him out a little bit. Um, there are times when Calvin Lavery shows more athleticism than you thought he had, and then there are times when he's a he's six six, but he's not super mobile, and so he shows it. He has flashes. He's also only played three high school football games. Yeah, and this team is showing the ability to be a really good team. This team though is going to hang its hat on defense. I I think their first. I shouldn't say first test because the Quincy High game was certainly a test. No question. Um, but they've had an easy win against Alleman. They pretty much had their way with Marceline. So now here comes Duchenne, which is going to be a solid a solid opponent. Yep. Let's see how much better Calvin Lavery is this time. But Notre Dame's defense is going to keep them in games all season long. Well, another another game coming up this weekend that you're going to see two good defenses and two teams that have been in a couple of slobber knockers already, and this one could be another one, is Brown County against Central. Don't you think that might be the game of the year in small school football in Illinois? I, I it's got to be because right, Central beat Unity pretty. I mean, Unity, Unity took, a, pu- Unity, took a punch in the mouth and then came back, but, but still, Central Central still took care of business. Yeah, and Brown County has found a way to take care of business, and you know they had to make a uh, not a goal line stand, but it was a within the inside the ten yard line mm-hmm. uh, as time expired to would to beat Triopia last week fourteen to nine. Uh, they beat uh, was it Calhoun in week one eighteen to ten. It was and then Carrollton was the other that was one, central right? that central, was central, central beat Carrollton, Carrollton week one. So um, I mean both teams have played good opponents. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting Brown County ranked number two in the state, Central ranked number six. Going head to head. What do you think? I mean, I, I don't know if, if, if you're comfortable making a prediction right here, but 
those are two pretty solid teams. I know Here's you how I would break Brown, it down. Brown County's depth is a concern it to is. you. Central's inexperience in the backfield has been their big concern. Central has – both teams have an experienced line because they both brought starters back up front. Brown County gets would get the edge, I think, at quarterback. Tate Fullerton's, you know, an experienced starter, a senior. Nick Moore, a sophomore starting for Central. Although Nick Moore's a darn good athlete. He's, He's a, a very good really athlete. Really good athlete. And a very composed, poised quarterback mm-hmm. so far. So yeah. I, I like him. I, I, I do too. I, I, think you're, I think you're right. I think Fullerton's the better quarterback now, but but Nick Moore is a talented young man. I, you know, and it, I, I think it's going to come down to who plays better defense. Who's going to make a play defensively? And I think I'd lean – right now, I would lean toward maybe Central making okay. the – making the. they've shown the ability to make bigger plays through three games, mm-hmm. whether it's a kick return, whether it's a bust in a big run, something like that. Brown County, though, I mean, 20 years of Tom Little, I think 17 of the 20 – 17 of the last 20 years in the playoffs. Um, Where's they, the game? It's at Central. Okay. So, I, I, I think it's going to be a dandy of a game. I think it's going to be, you know, a snot bubbler, a slobber knocker, whatever you want to call it. I think that's what we're going to have. I have not heard the phrase snot bubbler. Slobber knocker, I've heard a lot You've of. You've never heard I, snot I, bubbler? I, no, in, in, in quite some time. Okay. I, I have heard it. It's just not one that comes up in general conversation. Well, it's uh, if you've ever been knocked flat on your back because you've been hit so hard by somebody coming down the field. <laughs> that snot bubbles it, uh-huh. and you know, you know what a snot bubbler is. That never happened to me. I never, I, I, I regret not having tried to play high school football, but it just wasn't something I was interested in. I, I, I saw uh, a guy that we both know, Ron Rhino Janes, uh-huh. deliver some snot bubblers in his day. Now that dude is one big dude. Now we talked about the the, the best small school game this week on the Illinois side. Mm-hmm. If you flip over to the other side of the river, some things that are intriguing are happening over there because now you've got Highland sitting at 3-0, and just shut out Clark County. Wait, okay, are we talking in the same year, Highland's 3-0 and and Culver Stockton's 2-1? and Has the world flipped over on its head? Lewis County's getting it done. Wow. But so, good for Highland. Yes. They've, 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 they've so built many, for this. Yes, absolutely. Good for them. And, and – and, they probably got their biggest victory in twenty years. Am I am I over? It might am, am I going overboard by saying that was the no. biggest over Clark? I mean, how good is Clark County? I don't know, but Clark County's been very very yeah. salty I mean, for a long time. I, I don't know when the last time Highland was really good. Like I, I, I'd have to Humph- go back. Jarrell Humphrey at wide receiver. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they were that good. I as don't a, even as remember they were being that good. No. Um, it, it's been a while. It's been quite a while. Now, they, they had a stretch back when Doug Wilson was coaching them yeah. that you knew they were going to be salty. But I think right now, this is a team that is built on speed. They've got four kids who are all-state sprinters in track. And I'm telling you, at that and, level, yeah. speed kills. Um, and, and so there's just a, a doing a lot of things really nice over there. Dave DeGarmo's done a great job of, of building the program mm-hmm. um, and, and creating an atmosphere – I guess the Highland people traveled like crazy up to Clark last week. Good for them. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it, I was actually talking with, with our friend Sam Knox from the Illinois High School Association yep. here a couple of days ago, and, and we talked about how high school football 
can be such a rallying point for a community. It's a community event. You know, it's just, it's where you're going to see everybody yep. on a Friday night. And, and, and now two of the three Friday nights been a little toasty, yeah. been a little warm, but still the days are coming where it's, I think this Friday sweat- night is going to be really nice. Sweatshirt weather, you know, and you get out there with your friends and, 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 and you, you, you root on your kids. There's nothing that galvanizes a computer, a community really. I, I mean, I think even more so than basketball. Yeah. That Friday night atmosphere, um, you know, everybody makes the travel. You think of that, that well, scene, in, scene in Hoosiers where you see all the cars driveling down the road in Indiana. That's what it is, is everybody is. driving to the ball game and having a bite to eat somewhere at, at Shuck's favorite recommended restaurant that he said, well, Shuck said we should go eat at such and such place. We ought to go there. That's what th- that whole Friday night experience is really all about. Yeah. Not the wins and lo- oh, the wins and losses would be great, yep. but it's those it's those experiences of going there together as a community and as fans. Well, and I, I think we're seeing that through a lot of our communities that we cover. Um, they're having success. They're behind their teams. Um, I think it's going to be a great Friday night yet again. Um, and I think we got a lot more. Who's Highland got this week? Is it oh, Macon? I think Macon. Is what I heard yes, Macon. That's they, correct. Uh, Macon was state ranked last week, uh-huh. lost to Palmyra. Palmyra now ha- has its full stock of players. Some kids had to sit out the first couple of weeks gotcha. for disciplinary reasons. So they're, they're, Palmyra is starting to sh- be Palmyra again. And then you've got the number two ranked team in the state in Monroe City, 3-0. and And they meet head-to-head. And I understand they, they have, there's a big game over there somewhere sometime next week. Yeah, right? there, there might be a Mayor's Cup on the line next week. Where's it at? I believe it's at Palmyra. Okay. Off the top of my head, I'd have to. I think I have to go to Modern Day next week. Is that is Modern Day next week? I think Modern Day for Notre Dame is Modern Day next week, and then and then, uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know, that's right. And so it, you know, it's interesting, and I think we're going to have plenty to talk about next week because we got some big games this week. But I think uh, I think we're ready for Friday night. Oh, I, I just don't want it to be 85 and humid at kickoff. No, I don't I, think it will. I think it's going to be really nice. I hope so because I could sure use one. Well. Be safe on the way to the Soul Bowl. I'll try my best, and I'll, I, well, we can talk at much greater length about where you're going to tell me to go, or do we need to call Makarowitz? No, I got some suggestions. All right, sounds so. good. All right, well, for David Adam, I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman. This is Two Big Knuckleheads talking Friday Night Football here on the Muddy River Breakdown. Have a great weekend.